Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. I'm here because my father was, is just out of hospital and when he broke his leg last week he thought he was going to go to St John's for an extra so that was fine and then we heard he had to go to the regional because um, his leg was broken so and everyone everyone of us thought oh my god the regional no is there anything else that we can do except go to the regional because everyone is so afraid to come here everyone is afraid to go to the regional hospital when they're sick because there's no point that's why we're here because we want to be able to go to hospital when we're sick basically I was born and bred in Limerick, and in the 80s, when we were very poor, we had mobile phones, we had nothing, but we had beds in the hospitals. First and foremost, I want to say I'm here to support the frontline staff. They have been struggling, not alone this year, not alone last year, but for the last 14, 15 years, you know. And they're getting the blame. There is, whether it's the management in the hospital, I don't know, but definitely I think the government has a lot to answer for. Protesters at a past protest outside University Hospital Limerick in Dura Doyle over the condition uh, at the A&E. Uh, you heard uh, Minister Patrick O'Donovan, uh, Limerick Finnegale TD, um, saying on Live 95 News this morning that there will be another unannounced visit by Minister Simon Harris uh, in the not-too-distant future, as we know, record numbers at one stage in recent weeks, uh, over 80 on trolleys at UHL. And uh, there is... Another protest being organised for this evening at five o'clock at University Hospital Limerick by the Midwest Hospital Campaign Group uh, about the emergency department. And one of the campaigners involved, Marie McMahon, is on the line right now. Good morning to you, Marie. Good morning, Joe. Marie, um, is it the case that you have an interesting take on Minister Simon Harris, the Minister for Health's recent unannounced <coughs> visit to UHL? Right. Actually, coincidentally, um, I was actually in the hospital that morning. I go now and again. My daughter had flown in from Glasgow. And one of the things, the first things we do is we go to the hospital because that's where my husband died, on a trolley in UHL in April 2017. So it's the last place I saw him alive. And we just go just to... Just, just to remind ourselves of the horrors, what we what we witnessed, what went on, and what has gone on since. And the first thing my daughter said when we went in was, "There's something's not right, ma'am." She said, um, "It's very, very. There's a strange atmosphere. It's very calm, not like A and E usually is." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "But look, let's just get this over and we go." And I actually saw somebody I thought I knew, so I didn't get a chance to talk to them. But anyway, we came home and then we heard about his unannounced visit. And she said, ma'am, that's what was going on. She said there was trolleys moving. She said there were people, lots of people around. There were care assistants sitting with individual patients. I think we witnessed either three or four, which very rarely happens, as I understand, in there. So this was bothering us all day. So we actually went back down that evening just to see what A&E was like. And I spoke to my friend whose mother was in there. And she said that they did have notification that he was coming. All right, it wasn't days, but it was certainly an hour or two. Because she said all of a sudden, she said people started appearing and they started moving beds. Now, this was from somebody who was actually there who witnessed it. 
And so, you know, you can make from that what you want. But, but sure, course, surely the more sensible thing for the hospital <coughs> management to do would be to leave it exactly as it normally is. The point, presumably, is to mm. show the minister and the government the reality of the emergency department for all of us. But if you were managing that and you've just had your contracts renewed for another few years, would you want people to see how bad it is? Would you want Simon Harris to see how bad it is? The thing but, but is, to be, it, fair, it, to be fair to the hospital, Maria, and I think you know you, you'd acknowledge this yourself. It's not that they're denying that it's a really serious problem. You know, I mean, any time we talk to them, they will hold their hands up and go, "Look, this we're doing our best, but we're not saying that this is a good situation." Oh, don't get me wrong. The staff on the ground are wonderful. They are absolutely. And recently, a senior, man, a senior manager in Limerick made a, a comment that really people like me who are campaigning don't really know what we're talking about and that we're trolls, which I found deeply offensive. But, you know, I'll, I'll pass by that because that's not my priority. I understand that. The staff are amazing. Yeah. They're absolutely brilliant. And, and, and I, I'm fully behind our campaign. They haven't got the resources. I don't know what, what's happening. Management, yeah, they say, oh, yes, well, this is bad. But it's getting worse. Now, what I experienced was horrendous. Now the figures on the trolley is 70 yesterday in Limerick, five in Nina. So this is the latest tactic, moving patients to Nina and Ennis. Now, I'm sorry, but if, if, if animals were being treated, if I had 30 dogs or cats here in my house, the ISPCA would be in. And if I was not giving them the care that they needed, I'd be in court. I'd have the guards in. I'd have everything. Yet we're allowing that to happen to our mothers, our fathers, our husbands, our wives, our children, our neighbours, our friends. This is happening every day. The conditions are appalling. There are not enough staff. The staff that are there are so overworked, it's unreal. People are leaving, and and I can't blame them. I couldn't do their job, and I wouldn't do their job. We're chatting to Marie McMahon from the Midwest Hospital Campaign Group who are organising a protest at University Hospital Limerick this evening at 5 o'clock. You were saying that tragically your husband uh, died on a trolley at UAHL. Did you um, inquire um, after that uh, as to the details of what exactly had gone on with him? Yes, my daughter did. My daughter wrote to all the local politicians. She wrote to the hospital. The first, her first piece of con- because we, we couldn't come. Obviously, we were in shock, even though my husband had been ill. We were still in shock. And as the consultant said to me later, we didn't expect him to die. Um, my daughter wrote. She wrote to every politician. It took Simon Harris three months, three months, to send a three-line reply, referring it on to the hospital. Now, since that day, we still haven't had a follow-up from his letter. Neither he has come back to her and asked, you know. So, you know, he can make all the, the, the unannounced, and I put that in inverted commas, commas uh, visits as he, as he likes. 
that's not solving the problem. Uh, but is it your view that uh, they didn't realise how ill your husband was at the time, which is why he was on a trolley? To be honest, Joe, at this stage, it's not about my husband. Tommy's dead. You know, we, 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 we miss him, you know, we miss him loads. And it's not about him. It's about every other person. And he would want us to do this. It's about every other person that's in there now lying on a trolley that has lain on a, on a trolley over the past few years. It's about them. It's about the system. It's about them not knowing where to go. It's about the lack of resources, the lack of commitment. I mean, this is not a new thing, the problems in Limerick. You know, this has been going on, as you, you're probably even more aware than I am, this mm. has been going on mm. for years and yeah. years and years. Yeah. And it's been glossed over and glossed over and glossed over. Maybe. Now, if the government had been truly committed, or the politicians, and I don't, I'm trying like, to stay away from the political side of it. But, no, but, but Marie, the two things I would say to you, the first question I'd ask you is, previously when protests like this have been organised, it's happening this evening at five o'clock, the turnout yeah. from the public has been very, very poor. What do you expect tonight? I don't care, Joe. If I'm there on my own, I'm there on my own. I am making my protest, and I know I won't be. There will be others there. But at the end of the day... But the point I'm making to you is that if there isn't sufficient pressure applied by people in Limerick, then ultimately it's not going to be the political priority that everybody wants it to be. Let me tell you something, Joe. I did an article for a local paper going back over a year ago. Um, it was the Clare People, Andrew Hamilton, fantastic article, um, really amazing article. It's every day since then. I do a job two days a week in, in one of the local supermarkets. Every day I have been in work or I've gone downtown visit, uh, shopping, sorry. I've had people come in and say to me, Marie, thank us for what you did. I had a woman come up to me about two weeks ago and she said, I've been looking for you and looking for you and looking for you to thank you for what you've done, highlighting. People feel helpless. They do bring it up with the politicians. But, you know, what a sad indictment in our society. If the politicians have to be, you know, they have to have people, hundreds of thousands of people marching on the streets to do something, to do what's right. Because the other point is that, you know, and you, your politicians will admit this privately, God. they won't expect, for example, in the run-up to a general election that we're sure is coming, mm-hmm. they will not expect that at every single door in the Midwest, when they canvass, that the first item on the agenda is... What are you going to do about the emergency department? Because they certainly would say that actually they're asked about lots of other things first. Well, you know, I can't. All I can do is do what I'm doing yes. and what other people are doing. And I think because there hasn't been a, a properly coordinated campaign up to now, we've had the one for Ennis, we've had the one for Nina, we've had the one for Limerick, and people haven't been working together as a unit. That has changed. So the climate has changed. And there's some, you know, there's some amazing people involved. Um. You know, and it's up to people to come behind us. Let the politicians come and support us. But where are they? You know, why is it okay for people to lie on a trolley for days 
um, unsupported. You know, it, it's great if you're somebody there with you. They can be your voice. But even then, I was my husband's voice. But you're aware of the pressure the staff are under, and you don't want to keep bothering them. Mm, okay. So, well, look, you know, why, why is it acceptable? Why do politicians think it's okay not to care? I mean, is that what our society has become? That because everybody's not bringing it up on a doorstep, and and I don't really accept that. I, I think people do, but they're they're feeling disempowered. Yeah. Why okay. Is it well, okay? well, you've given people an opportunity this evening to come and support the latest protest that's happening outside the University Hospital Limerick at five o'clock to highlight the mm-hmm. uh, continuing overcrowding that's being experienced um, at the emergency department in Limerick and indeed mm-hmm. the pressure on services across the Midwest. Uh, Marie McMahon, campaigner, with others, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, our genuine sympathies on the loss of your husband, but as you say, that isn't what this is about as far as you're concerned. Now, it's about the present and the future. Call Limerick today now on 461995.